Welcome to Real Estate Investing in the Real World Podcast. The topic of this episode is two niches for 2022 real estate riches. So how do you best position yourself so you make the most money in real estate in 2022? Well, that's what these two niches are all about. I'm also going to share with you some insight on what to watch out for as well. So without further ado, the two for 2022. Niches for riches number one in 2022 is creative real estate investing. So creative real estate investing would be working directly with sellers. So these are deals that don't involve agents, right? You're not hiring a real estate agent to find a deal for you. It's not where you're going to an auction where other people know about the property and they are bidding on it. It's not that either. This is working directly with sellers. And this is an art. This is something that we have mastered over the course of the last two decades. And it does require a lot more skills because you're working directly with the seller. So between contracts and negotiations and structuring the deals, all of that is a lot more complicated because you don't have the help of an agent or of an auction company who's handling most of that. You've got to do it all yourself. But the rewards are a lot bigger. And here's why. So why would this make so much sense in 2022? Well, keep in mind that there is incredibly low inventory levels. What are inventory levels? That's the amount of properties available for sale right now on the market, either on the MLS or, as I mentioned, some form of an auction. Right. So this lack of inventory has moved a lot of what I would call traditional real estate investors, those who get their deals, from agents, from auctions, from foreclosures, those traditional investors have had nowhere else to go. They've sat around during COVID, they've been frustrated, there's no deals, there's nothing on the market, and they've eventually decided, you know what, I'm going to go the creative route too. And they've headed over to go work directly with sellers. So you have a lot of traditional investors that have now infiltrated a market that for so many years it was just me and my apprentices and a few others and we basically dominated. So what ended up happening was when those traditional investors moved into the direct with seller space, they brought their one trick pony move of all cash. And so yes, are there some sellers that love all cash? Yes, but the problem is as more and more competition goes in directly with sellers, whether it's iBuyers or non-iBuyers, but other traditional investor types, then it pushes the prices up. And so all of a sudden, we lose some of our margins, or do we? And that's where creative real estate investing gets so exciting for 2022, despite uh, heightened levels of competition, despite lower inventory levels, so more people going after less and less properties. This is where the creativity of financing comes in. When you understand and are able to roll out all the different types of techniques for creative real estate investing financing, such as subject to on the first mortgage and you're doing short-term owner financing with a seller, going to give them a few dollars right before closing. You're able to reduce closing costs because you create basically your own closing and everything in between. All of a sudden, you can turn a thin deal into something that makes a whole lot of money. And so why creative real estate investing is so powerful in 2022 is because it's basically the only and the best way to continue to keep those profit margins on deals when you have a lot more competition. I can offer a seller more money 
than a traditional investor can, sometimes even than an iBuyer can, and I'm able to keep my margins because I work out creative financing. It actually ends up helping the seller as well. But there's more too. So in addition to that, we also have deals with complications. Those complications could include maybe a forbearance, a loan forbearance expiring. Maybe it just expired, it's gonna expire in two months, and maybe the property will go back into foreclosure. Maybe there's something involving a probate. Maybe the probate started, let's say, nine months ago, but no one did anything about it, and now there's only three months left, and now the reverse mortgage company is about to foreclose. Or maybe it's an eviction that was drawn out for a long time, and it's finally starting to finalize, but it's still in somewhat of a legal quagmire. Either way, we have a lot of deals right now, if you want to call them deals, that have complications, they have baggage. And that's also been one of the ways in which as a creative real estate investor over all these years, we've made so much money. I like complications because that edges out a lot of competitors who can't simply stroke a check. Now all of a sudden they have to get into the weeds of title and they have to work out the details. Maybe there's a bankruptcy involved and how does that play a role in title and how does that play a role in reselling the property? And what do you have to watch out for there? So those complications have created opportunities for creative investors like us. So when you wrap all this together, what you see is what others would look at and go, oh man, there's a lot going on here. I, I want it to be simple. I just want to write a check and, and close on a deal for all cash and close quick. What I see is complications and the need for creative financing. That's our bread and butter. You know, that's our playground. That's where we're going to make more money than others. And we're already seeing it, of course. This was happening. This has always been a niche that's worked incredibly well. But as COVID has continued to develop into our society, we have seen more and more uh, where this has become absolutely critical. And traditional investing almost doesn't even exist anymore. But now even the traditional folks that are going direct to sellers, they still don't have these skills right here. The right times of creative financing and the right ways to handle the complicated matters. And that's, that's where the big money comes from. Niches for riches number two for 2022 is mobile home conversions. Now, we know that inventory levels are at all-time lows. And from what all we can see, it doesn't appear that that's going to change much in the long time because builders are, are incredibly challenged in trying to print out a bunch more properties right now. Instead, what we're seeing is not only are inventory levels low, but when you get into the more affordable price point type homes, there is basically no inventory. So we have an affordability I would argue crisis in America. For many people, owning a home might be just a dream for a very long time. They might be renters for a very long time. House prices have gone up so much over the last two years. Some areas tripled, quadrupled. And so being able to buy a home is no longer as much of an attainable dream for many people, even with low interest rates. So where are they going for that home ownership dream if they can't buy what we call a stick-built home? Many are going manufactured. They're buying a manufactured home. Now they still need to get a loan and they wanna get one with as low of a down payment requirement as possible. So they're still gonna go with an FHA loan or a conventional that may only require 5% down or maybe they're gonna go and use their VA voucher or maybe it's a more rural area and they're gonna use a USDA rural loan. They're gonna use one of those subsidized by the government type loans in order to become a homeowner. And how are they gonna do it? They need to buy manufactured. 
that's really all they're going to have left in that affordability zone. But here's the problem. There's not that many manufactured. In fact, there's a lot of mobile homes. So what's the difference between mobile and manufactured? Mobile homes are going to be those that have their own title, the way a car has a title, the way a boat has a title, the way an RV has a title. So a mobile home has its own separate title. Now, its position on uh, land, either it's going to be in a, in a park where it pays rent, or it's going to be on its own land. And so it might be on its own land. However, it is not eligible for FHA or conventional or VA financing or USDA rural financing because it's technically not real property. It's not manufactured. It's mobile. So I have a terrific video on exactly how to convert a mobile home into a manufactured home. Please watch that video if you haven't. It's on assignment. I take you inside a mobile home. I show you the whole deal and what I did. Okay, so mobile home conversions. It's all about the affordability crisis. Now, this is a little different from here. You can actually buy properties in a traditional sense as I have done the last two years. During COVID, I bought properties off the MLS, just paid cash for them, and they were mobile homes that I knew I could convert. It was just, it was kind of easy, actually. So you can go the traditional route here. Now, the problem is you do have to have the cash. Whereas with creative real estate investing, although there is some expenses in marketing and finding deals, you can get into this relatively inexpensively. Here, you need the cash. It's very difficult to find a hard money lender who's willing to fund a home, a mobile home conversion because the mobile home has its own title. It's not until it gets converted that now it's manufactured. And so most hard money lenders want nothing to do with this. Now, those in my apprentice program, I fund these deals because I do these deals myself, but that's also because I work directly with those apprentices and I know exactly what's going on in the deal. I'm able to mitigate those risks as a hard money lender better than most hard money lenders could ever do. Okay. So this is more traditional. You're looking on the MLS in many cases, but hey, if you want to generate uh, off-market leads as well, all the better, right? If you want to go directly to sellers with mobile home conversion deals, all the better. The problem, though, is it's difficult to really target those. There's not really any, any great ways to do it. You market heavily for motivated sellers, you, and then you might have a few come through. Now, you may also say, Phil, I'm not in an area where there are any mobile homes. Okay, well, that would kick out this, this niche too, or maybe you can drive a little bit further rural and find them. But this right here, this is an absolute home run because affordability almost no longer exists in the housing in our country. And when you can bring an affordable home, again, some of these are three bedrooms, two bathrooms. You can get those into a position where someone can get an FHA loan on them. It's gone. I mean, it's going to be multiple offer situation city. So this is terrific but it does require cash and it does require your expertise in knowing how to do a mobile home conversion. The reason why a lot of traditional investors don't jump on this, either one, there's a stigma about doing mobile home deals, or it's because they don't know how to do the conversion. But again, I, I've got a great video on that. So I, I cut out a lot of the challenges. And I uh, so often when someone's asking me these questions, I send them to that video and they're like, wow, there's so much wisdom in there. I said, yes, I'm, I'm rolling out the exact formula of what we do there because it's not all that complicated. And a part of me wants to help all those that can't become a homeowner. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's sad when you see how many of those in their 20s and their early 30s, they're, you know, they've been working hard, they have a good job, but they can't afford a stick-built home. I mean, it's just completely out of, out of the realm of possibility, even with low interest rates. All right, so these are the two important niches for 2022 that can make you a whole lot of money. So what do you have to watch out for? This is very important. 
Those of you who got started in real estate investing in 2022 or 2021, you've been spoiled, spoiled rotten. You don't understand that real estate doesn't always sell instantly when you put it on the market, even if it needs a lot of work. So a lot of bad habits have developed, either those that just got started or those who for the last year and a half have been punched drunk, if you will, on, on the ease with which you can sell a property and sell it for more than what you have it listed for. All right, those days are over. Now, I'm not saying that we're in the pre-pandemic world, but we're now back to a world where you have to be strategic. You have to think clearly about what a property could sell for once you put it back on the market. I have a video on that called Predicting Final Sales Price, where you're estimating what you think it's gonna sell for once you put it on the market. Whether you put it on the market as is, whether you fix it up and put it on the market fully renovated. Either way, where you have to actually use some level of intelligence to estimate what is going to happen. Because now we're seeing where properties are sitting on the market if they were listed too high. They are dropping their list price. It isn't selling instantly. If it does need work, they're doing a home inspection and they are trying to renegotiate as buyers. So it's not that it's a buyer's uh, market now, it's still a seller's market. However, you've got to go back to the fundamentals. You have to apply the things that have always worked. For me, it's been almost two decades now, and for about a, about a 12-month span, from about mid-2020 to about mid-2021, all of that was thrown out the window. Hey, it was wonderful, right? We all made a fortune. I made an absolute fortune, and that's, that's great. But it, that was an aberration. It, it's one time in history. I'll never forget it, but I don't think that's coming back. 2022, we're back to a little bit more normalcy in how uh, the buying and selling of real estate works, and that you do have to be strategic and you can't just throw anything on the market and make a killing. You've got to be strategic. So watch out for that. Be careful of the bad habits you may have developed. Go back to the fundamentals. Make sure that you, you list these properties at a low enough price to create multiple offer situations. Don't try to list it too high because you may not have the same results that we experienced in 2020 and 2021. In fact, from everything we're seeing from all of our apprentices across the United States, it's how it used to be uh, back in the quote old days, the pre-COVID days, where you've got to be strategic. Properties are sitting on the market. Buyers are being a little bit pickier. We basically hit almost a glass ceiling where it was like, okay, real estate prices shot up. So now it's like, okay, we're going to be a little bit more intelligent in our buying process is, is what we're seeing. And again, none of this is coming from statistics I can spit out to you. It's coming from our experience in the real world. But I still love the business. I think we have so much profit to be made in 2022. I'm super excited. But I know that it's because we have the secret sauce, if you will, in order to benefit dramatically from what's happened. And for those of you who watched a video at the beginning of 2021, you might be asking yourself the question, what about land flipping, Phil? Uh, you were really excited about that in 2021. Hey, it's still always going to be a great minor niche. The difference is we have seen where that hysteria for land in the country that, that was fueled by COVID, that's beginning to slow down a little bit. It's not that there's still not plenty of people who dream of leaving the city and moving into the country, but what we've seen is that all those people that had that initial freakout session and decided, I gotta move out to the country, I gotta get social distanced, they went and bought their land, you know, over the last year, year and a half. They've done that. 
And so it, it's now back to pretty much normal levels. Yes, there's still plenty of land buyers. There always will be. But one of the things that makes that more challenging is land prices have gone up so significantly. Sellers now are asking so much more than they were. Oftentimes sellers, especially if you work directly with sellers, sometimes they're, uh, they're just completely irrational on what they want for their land. So will you always be able to make money flipping land? Absolutely. It's just it's a lot tougher right now because that mass exodus from, let's say, the suburbs, the city, to the country that we saw in 2020 and 2021, uh, that started to subside. Okay, the other niche that I mentioned in 2021 that I'm so excited about then was vacation rental investing. Because during COVID, people wanted to get out of their house and they went and stayed in an Airbnb or a VRBO. And absolutely that happened in 2021. I just got my statistics back from my bookkeeper. One unit in particular, I'll describe, did 180000 in gross. It's a um, one parcel. It's two uh, acres. It has two units on it. And that particular property, pre-pandemic, so if we go back to 2019, it, it did about 95 or almost 100000 80% increase in, uh, in gross revenue in 2021. So you might be saying, Phil, uh, are you telling me that you've got this great niche and you're not going to share it with us? Well, here's the problem. While the income went up by 80%, which I absolutely love, the prices of the properties in that region went up by fourfold, 400%. That particular property, I paid two seventy-five dollars for it, and this would have been four years ago, five years ago. It now will sell for one point two. All right, so yes, that looks great for me on paper, but how does that help you, right? How can you pay 1.2 for a property? The gross is 180, the net's probably for someone, uh, if, especially if you got a, a loan on that, I mean, the net would be much, 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 much smaller. For me, uh, since I have very little of a loan on there, uh, I have a much higher net. But the problem is the ability to cash flow with vacation rentals in many areas has become much more challenging. I will always recommend you have at least one vacation rental. It's your vacation home, it's a rental, you get a lot of tax deductions, it's a great move. But to scale that, right, to buy by five, 10, 15, it's a lot more difficult right now. And that's because these prices have shot up in these areas. Threefold, fourfold, stuff that cash flowed so well pre-pandemic, even though the rates have gone way up and you're getting more per night and you're getting more bookings. When these prices go up three, fourfold in many of these areas, it is tough to cash flow as an investor. So in fact, I am seeing where, because uh, vacation rentals do have a drawback, and that is you have to pay for utilities, you have to pay for internet, you may have to pay for lawn care and some of those other items. Because you have so many of those maintenance items, you may want to look toward multifamily or focusing on the affordability crisis, whether it's multifamily, an RV park, a mobile home park. Uh, and I know that's more commercial, and, uh, and the place I recommend you go to learn more about that is the uh, Channel Commercial Property Advisors. My good friend Peter Harris, he's the man on that stuff. And uh, him and his team, they're brilliant. And so, yes, that's kind of a drawback because to enter commercial, you usually have to have a bigger down payment and more money. However, just make more money with this. You know, develop a larger uh, stockpile before you go into that long-term investing strategy. But I'm seeing where it's going to be easier for more people to get into multifamily and into those kind of commercial spaces than it will be to try to find a vacation rental that actually cash flows. So I still love vacation rental investing, don't get me wrong. The challenge is going to be how you're going to find a great deal. You might say, well, Phil, aren't you the master at finding great deals? This is what you've done your whole career. Yes, however... In these resort towns, in these areas where you have all this 
vacationing going on, you have a different problem. You have a problem of everybody that goes into a VRBO or Airbnb that enjoys the experience, they want to buy one too. And so all of a sudden, there is so much competition in these small little towns, it makes it real tough, even being a magician for finding great deals, to find a great off-market deal in a, in a vacation rental zone. So I hope this has been very helpful for you. I encourage you to dive deep into these two niches for 2022. You'll make a ton of money. All right, y'all. I'm Phil Pustiowski with FreedomMentor.com. If you want to learn more about what we do, get my book. I give it away for free. And if you want to make 2022 your best year ever, and you know this is going to make you a lot of money, but you also know you need a lot of help to get to where you want to be, consider my apprentice program where my mentoring team and I, we will coach, we will train, we will turn you into a money-making machine. We have done it for so many others. Many of America's most successful real estate investors got their start with me and my team, and you can be next. 